Hello and Happy New Year, everybody. This is Pam from A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. First of all, let me start by apologizing for how long it's been since we have put out a podcast. I believe the last one came out in April of last year, so my apologies for that. I take total responsibility um, for what I'm going to call our pandemic pause. So, but I just wanted to let you know that right now I am in Walt Disney World, the place that is near and dear to all of our hearts. And I hadn't necessarily planned to do mini-sodes while we were out here, but I stepped into the parks and stepped into the resort and was looking around and could not contain the urge to post onto our podcast Instagram site. If you've been following along there, you will see some photos of what's been going on. And of course, what is the next step down the road? That's right, putting out podcast minisodes. So here we are. Uh, once again, a, a big apology for being gone so long. And I hope that we will get some more podcasts out there for you soon. Uh, first of all, I want to tell everybody that both Amy and my family uh, are doing fine. We are safe and healthy. Uh, thankfully, none of us in either family has contracted the virus. And um, that is great. So we hope that you all are doing well out there. I know this is, of course, a difficult time for everybody as it is for our families. Um, just want you to know that we'll be keeping you in our thoughts and prayers that things are going for you as smoothly as possible, uh, particularly for those who are uh, extremely hard hit by what's going on right now, whether it's a job loss or illness or heaven forbid somebody has passed away that you know. Um, our condolences and our thoughts are with you. But right now, uh, moving on to Disney World. So our family had originally planned a Disney World, uh, a Disney vacation back for June of last year in 2020. And of course, due to the pandemic that was canceled as much of life was back in 2020, boo 2020. And so this is basically a makeup trip for that, doing it over winter break when the kids would be off school, et cetera, et cetera. And this trip, just to let you know who's here, is my husband, Sam, and myself. And we are actually here with all five of our kids. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we give them Disney names for the podcast. So our oldest son, Luke, who just turned 26. Our daughter, Belle, who is 22. Our daughter, Moana, who has just turned 19. Um, our son, Dash, who's just turned 12. And our daughter, Alice, who's just turned 10. So if you hear a lot of the just turned in what I just said, that's because five of the seven of us, myself included, have birthdays in December. And so it is just an insane month. And what do you need to do to just end off an insane month? Go to Disney World. That's what you do. <clears throat> so here we are. We, on December 28th, checked in to Disney's villas at the Grand Floridian Resort. It is beautiful, as always, of course. We have not stayed at this resort since 2015. So my husband Sam and I, if you are new to the show, we are owners 
uh, in Disney Vacation Club, which is Disney's vision of, version of a timeshare, rather. And we own at the Grand Floridian. But this is the first time that we're staying there again since um, we bought in. So we are in a, we checked into a two bedroom villa as it, we need something that size to fit all seven of us. And it is, it is just gorgeous. Uh, main master bedroom with a king size bed and a jacuzzi tub, separate rainforest shower, beautiful amenities, second bedroom with two queen beds, another smaller rainforest shower, along with a separate regular tub and shower, uh, a living area, full kitchen, a beautiful balcony. I think I put out one of the shots on Instagram that I took from our balcony one night. So just beautiful, beautiful resort. So, this time around for our Minnesota, I of course wanted to be able to highlight just some of the Disney differences that are happening during this pandemic time, or during, as people say, these unusual, uh, unprecedented cir circumstances that we're all living in. So just to give you the spoiler right at the beginning, yes, the magic still lives on at Disney World. So rest assured, the magic is here, the magic lives on. But I do want to let you know just the steps that Disney is taking to make our magical place as safe as they can for those who are visiting. So let me tell you some differences. First of all, this had all been informed by my husband, Sam, who actually took a trip out here to Disney World. He and a, a couple of his friends back in September, and they were here for about a week. And so we came in knowing a number of what the differences would be in... Uh, for our trip this time. So first thing we did is something that uh, we've never done before, which was to rent out a minivan for the entire family of seven, which does not come cheap. Uh, if you're renting out minivans, you know what I mean. So we got a minivan for all of us, and that's based on, well, the fact that my husband has just become less and less a fan of Disney transportation. But especially now during the pandemic, Disney transportation is not great. The number of buses is way, way down. If you are used to going to one of the bus locations at the theme parks and looking at the giant board where they list all the buses and the resorts and where you need to stand uh, to catch each bus, the size of that board is now like a half or a third of what it was before, just due to various things being closed and whatnot. So there are far fewer buses. You have to wait a long time for them to show up. Uh, there's distancing, of course, on the buses, the monorails, the boats, etc., to keep things more safe. Uh, just to let you know, the bus, I have been on a, a Disney bus a couple of times since being here. And what they do is they group seats together, like there'll be a couple of seats together and they're both labeled one, so that means a party of two can sit there together, then there's plexiglass, and then maybe three seats together label two and so you could have another party there and there's plexiglass in between all of the different groupings and once those groupings are filled up with people then the bus will leave so that means um, on a plus side no standing on the buses no overcrowding on the buses uh, but on the negative side of course is just that there are uh, fewer uh, people that are able to get on so it takes a lot longer to get to your destination 
Now, same thing with the monorails. What they're doing on the monorails is that they will uh, ask how many are in your party. Of course, for us, there's seven, so we take up an entire monorail car if it's just us. But say you're traveling with three or four people, they will let your party sit on one side of the monorail and they'll put another party on the other side of the monorail. And they've put up dividers between the, um, like either between the two seats that would meet each other um, back to back in the monorails, if that makes sense. And if anything, the monorails, I thought, are looking a lot cleaner and newer. I don't know if they did something different with the interior of some of them. Uh, but once again, it's just such a much more pleasant experience not being crammed in with a billion people into those vehicles. So really enjoying that. Uh, but once again, it's because of the extra safety measures and just not being able to put as many people into them. Uh, same thing with the boats. So they had dividers and places where you could uh, sit on the boats that would be separated from other people. So once again, fewer people are able to get in to each of these. So let's move on to more of the pandemic differences. Uh, a lot of this mini soda is just gonna be devoted to telling you how Disney is different these days, as opposed to, you know, day to day what we did in the parks, because we're all pretty familiar with that. But for pandemic differences, and the first thing that's different is that you need to make a reservation for the park that you went, want to enter that day. From what I have heard, the rumor out there is that Disney is right now keeping the parks at 35% of capacity. So when you go in, they're just accepting far fewer people than they would typically. And so if you want to go to a certain park on a certain day, say you want to go to Magic Kingdom on Tuesday, you need to go online ahead of time and reserve your slot for you and your party. Otherwise, you are not getting in. Also, up until, I want to say yesterday or the day before, they were not allowing park hopping. They are allowing park hopping now, but you have to have first entered the first park that you had made a reservation for in advance, and you cannot park hop to your second park until after 2 p.m. that day. Another difference would be, of course, masks. Masks everywhere, all the time. And Disney, thankfully, is being very on top of this. Uh, if a mask you know, happens to slip down or whatnot, there'll be a cast member along to ask you to, you know, please put it back up over your nose. I've seen a few people around with like the mask coming down, you know, off their nose and just being over their mouth. Um, but that's just, I'm sure, until a, a cast member spots them and asks them to, to pull it back up the way it's supposed to be. And signage everywhere that you must comply with uh, these directives that Disney has, which is, for mask wearing is that you have to wear a mask the entire time that you're on Disney property. So that means walking around the grounds, that means out and about in the resorts, um, except in your own room, of course. Um, in strolling about, uh, riding the rides, you cannot take them off riding the rides. The only exceptions are for when you are actively eating or drinking while remaining stationary. So that means no walking around the parks eating a Mickey bar or having your Coke or Sprite or whatever. Another difference is the social distancing. Lots of markers on the ground for ride entrances. 
And so the lines now seem exceedingly long, but that's really just because people are having to be very, very spaced out. So for an example, yesterday, our family was at Hollywood Studios and we were standing in line, in the standby line, waiting to get on to Sto Toy Story Mania. And the line for Toy Story Mania, if you have an idea of what that park looks like, the line started down by the Joffrey's kiosk, if you have any idea where that is. And that's just where the line started. And then it actually took you back to where that original entrance of Toy Story Mania used to be, and then back up in. I'll try to um, perhaps put out a map on Instagram of the route that it takes you now, but the lines look insanely, insanely long, but they're really moving at a decent clip. So even though the line was that long, the wait time was about 40 minutes. Whereas just looking at the line during regular times, you would have thought it would be like a two hour wait or something, but it was not. There are also lines for things that there never used to be lines for, such as getting into the stores. So you'll see outside socially distanced markers for getting into the various stores, uh, which never existed. So you might have to wait outside. And these are for the popular stores, like the ones selling the Star Wars merch or uh, things of this nature. The stores also now have designated entrances and exits to follow. And you'll see cast members there at each one. I think they're just sort of checking in how many people are getting into the store and then the exit cast member will do the same just to make sure that they keep, uh, that not too many people are allowed into any store at any time. Um, so restaurants, let's talk about that. There are some quick service restaurants that are not open right now. Um, the one that my fa family is bemoaning the most is the closing of Casey's on Main Street. Very sad. Uh, and a few others are closed as well. I don't have a list in front of me, but we've certainly been able to, to find food that is not a problem. You just may not be able to find the exact food that you're wanting. And something that's also happening now is that Disney is very strongly uh, urging you to use mobile ordering, once again, to help protect everyone and keep everyone distanced. And a big difference that you'll notice is that for each quick service, as well as each sit down restaurant, they'll be displaying a big QR code. And the idea is that you're supposed to go to the QR code at the front of the restaurant and scan it. And that will send you to a link that gives you the menu of the restaurant that you're looking at so that you can go there, you can mobile order if it's a quick service, or even if it's a sit down restaurant, this is what you'll do. So to give you an example, our family went to the California Grill the other night, just my husband, myself, our three adult children. We had the smaller ones at home with um, a babysitter who was lovely. Um, but when I've talked about that before on other podcasts, so we went to the California Grill, we were seated at our distance, socially distanced table, and on the table, instead of giving you menus, there, there's these little placards that they put out with the giant QR codes, and everybody just took out their phone, we scanned the QR code, it brought up the menu, and we were able to order from that. As far as masks, as soon as you are seated at your table, you're allowed to take off your mask. And of course, just converse with your people, eat your food, etc., etc. Uh, the servers will all come to you wearing masks, uh, mask plus the, the shield on top as well. We had a lovely server. And 
but if you need to leave the table for any reason, say you're standing up to go use the restroom quickly, the mask goes back on and you keep it on until you return back to your table and sit down, then you may take it off again. So just some things that are different. Let's talk now about the rides. So we have now been to all four parks and uh, the parks really, aside from these, these new little, not little, but these new things that Disney has put in place because of the pandemics, they remain as fabulous as ever. Um, as far as the number of people, as I said, my husband Sam was here in September and had noticed that the crowds were considerably down. I have one photo of my husband standing on Main Street USA with his back to the castle. It was Tuesday at like 10.30 in the morning and it was basically him and an empty Main Street USA, which you would never ever get. So that was sort of the state of things back in September. Things have changed. And so now the feel of the park, uh, my husband says it, it, it's, it feels now like, like a park on a regular summer day before the pandemic, as far as, as the number of people are who are here. So it is definitely not just, you know, a walk on to every ride or anything like that, um, as it was when the parks first reopened. So keep that in mind. Uh, Disney, as I said, does have a lot of social distancing cues in place for rides and stores, but just as far as like walking from place to place and, you know, um, mingling amongst people, it's really up to you to keep your social distance from people. You certainly pass people by, they're all masked, etc. But if that's an issue for you, you need to keep that in mind. Disney also has a large number of hand sanitizing stations galore just all over the place and you'll find yourself sanitizing more than you could ever think would be possible uh, on a plus side the hands well first of all it is a plus that they have these hand sanitizing stations everywhere but also whatever liquid it is that these things are dispensing it's just really nice it doesn't have that strong sort of alcohol smell that a lot of hand sanitizers do and uh, you rub it in, it dries quickly, it doesn't dry out your skin, and it doesn't smell. So whatever it is, this is lovely. This is what we should have everywhere all the time. I don't know who's producing this stuff, but it's good stuff, people. So let's move on to some fun stuff. Uh, there are new rides that I did this time, and the two that I can think of right now are Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway over at Hollywood Studios that, of course, replaced the great movie ride. I am loving the Runaway Railway. It is really, it's a great ride. I enjoy it so much. I love that style of animation that they use. Uh, it's the same kind that they're using for the new Disney shorts, if you've seen any of those on Disney Channel or um, Disney Plus or something like that. But the idea is that you are now instead of watching a Disney cartoon, you yourself are entered into the cartoon and Goofy takes you around on a ride. And of course, Goofy being Goofy, craziness ensues, but it's all very fun. And the second ride that I did for the first time was Rise of the Resistance over at Galaxy's Edge, also in Hollywood Studios. Now this one takes some work to do and thankfully my husband has been on top of the whole thing and really taking charge of working out the details for this trip, which has been wonderful. 
So the way you need to get on to Ride of the Rise of the Resistance, because it is such a popular show uh, attraction, rather, is that they start taking reservations for the boarding groups. You have to enter a boarding group, and they open that time up at 7 a.m. each day, and you do not have to be in the park for that. And then also at 1 p.m. each day, and you must be in the park if you want to reserve that time. And when I say 7 a.m. and 1 p.m., I mean 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Not 7.01, not 1.01. I mean, as soon as it hits 7 or 1, you push that button and you try to get onto a boarding space right then because that is what you must do. We also discovered that you could only ride the ride once per day. They will not let you be on uh, reserve it both at 7 and 1 o'clock, uh, as we discovered. So I did Rise of the Resistance. It was enjoyable, but it really did not live up personally to all the hype that uh, I had been receiving about it. There were some fun parts. Um, my daughter described it as wild because things do sort of change from, I, I don't want to give stuff away, but there are a lot of different scenes involved. But for me, it didn't really live up to the hype. And given the chance to ride it again, as I was yesterday, I just, I... Uh, took a pass and just let the rest of my family ride that. My favorite rides still remain Avatar, Flight of Passage, uh, Slinky Dog, love that one, did that one a couple times. Um, trying to think what else. Another difference right now, of course, is the Disney is doing no fast passes. So this, of course, is a major deal. No fast passes, people. The only thing that's open is a standby line, so you and the rest of humanity are waiting in standby lines to get onto all of these rides. The one exception to this that I'm aware of, uh, and that's because we are in a family with somebody with special needs, my son Dash is uh, rather severely on the autism spectrum, and so he is eligible to receive what Disney calls a disability access service pass. And with that, you go up to a cast member at whatever ride you want to ride, you request this pass, and they'll make a return time for you that's equal to the length of time that you'd have to wait in the line. So basically, you're still waiting as long as everyone else, but you don't have to wait in the line, which is great. And when you come back for that time, they actually put you into what used to be the fast pass lines. And so you enter in that way. But regular fast passes do not exist at this point. So thank you for joining in with me today. I just wanted to let you know the magic still lives on. I plan to put out at least a couple more mini-sodes while on vacation and you better check in for those because there are two major surprises coming up, one per episode, and you'll want to stay tuned. So once again, thank you for tuning back in to A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. Amy and I have missed you guys so much and would love to connect with you, as always, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Love to you guys, and Happy New Year. It's 2021. We have made it through 2020. Hooray! Spoonful out. <laughs>